Welcome to day two in our 40-day journey through the Gospel of John during this season of Lent. Yesterday, we looked at the poetic masterpiece that is the first 18 verses of John chapter 1, and we met Jesus Christ. Today, we meet another fascinating character in John's Gospel, starting in verse 19 and going through verse 34, and this is John the Baptist. Not to be confused with the author of John's Gospel, this is John the Baptist. Yesterday, it was the Word of God that becomes human and dwells among us, this Word that has the power to create the universe by God speaking it into existence through a Word like, let there be light. The same power, the full power of this Word dwells bodily in the person of Jesus Christ. This Word becomes flesh and dwells among us, becomes human and is with us, a timely word for a weary world that's wandering and searching for new life and meaning and purpose. The good news is, is that God is searching for us and bringing this new life to us as a gift. It's important for us, in order to receive this gift, to identify Jesus properly and faithfully, like the first 18 verses of John's Gospel points us to, but it's also important for us in order to experience this new life to be able to identify ourselves faithfully. And that's where this story picks up today. Verse 19 says, this was John's testimony, John the Baptist's testimony, when the Jewish leaders sent priests and temple assistants from Jerusalem to ask John, who are you? He came right out and said, I am not the Messiah. It's kind of an odd thing to say in response to a simple question. If somebody asks you, who are you, would you think to say, I'm not the Messiah, is the first response? It is a bit odd until you realize the context of what's happening here. Let me try to unpack that for you. The religious leaders in John the Baptist's day were used to having all the power and control over religious matters, and they saw John the Baptist as a threat. So they went out to find out what he was doing. This was no small movement that John the Baptist was leading. Thousands of people had gone out into the wilderness to receive his baptism of repentance and to hear him preach. And the religious establishment felt threatened by it. So they asked him, who are you? John knew the whispers, not just of the religious leaders, but maybe from hundreds, if not thousands of his own followers who would tell him, you've got to be the Messiah. You've got to be the one. You're you're like the new King David who's going to restore Israel to prominence and to power. But John the Baptist knew who he was, and he knew he wasn't the Messiah. So he said, I'm not the Messiah. They pressed for an answer. Verse 22, then who are you? We, we need an answer. And John replied, this time, quoting the words of the prophet Isaiah. And you can look these up later, Isaiah chapter 40, starting in verse 3. John said in John chapter 1, verse 23, I'm a voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. He's getting that from a prophecy that was proclaimed over seven centuries prior. Verse 3 of Isaiah 40 I'm a voice proclaiming this message into the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight the highways. Fill in the valleys. Level the mountains. Straighten the curves. Smooth out the rough places for God's coming. And the voice from above said, shout. And the prophet Isaiah responded to God, well, what should I shout? And God said to Isaiah, because the people of God in Isaiah's day needed to hear it. The people of God in John the Baptist's day needed to hear it. The people of God in 2021 need to hear it, this timeless truth from God. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. There's that word, word again. 
That's what John the Baptist is pointing us back to, the first 18 verses, the poetic masterpiece of John chapter 1. The Word became human and dwells among us, full of grace and truth. That Word, according to the prophet Isaiah, is a timeless Word. It stands forever. Think of all the things in this world that don't stand forever that we live for. John the Baptist was tempted, like all of us at some point along the way in our lives are tempted to think, if I could only become more popular, if I could become more powerful, if I could lead more people, if more people had to follow me and listen to me, if I could only become famous, then I'd be full, then, then I'd be content. But John the Baptist's story reminds us that it, that it isn't enough. John knew who he was. He was the warm-up act for Jesus Christ. When I was younger and Sally and I started dating, we lived in Chicago and we went to this concert. Uh, it was a, a band called Shanana, which was a, a band that had a TV show and they were a 50s retro band. I'm not that old. This was the 80s. Uh, and so we went to see Shanana. But when we got there, the thing I remember most isn't the band. I mean, they were fun. The music was fine. They're led by a, a singer named Bowser, who is not the most muscular dude in the history of, of, of muscles, but he would wear this cutoff T-shirt and flex his biceps while he sang, do, 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 do. <laughs> I promise that'll be the last time I sing during this Lenten journey, but it was fun while it lasted. So that was okay. There was nothing wrong with it. It was fine, the, the, the musical part of the concert. But the thing I remember the most from that date, from being in that Mill Run Theater that night, was the warm-up act. It was a comedian, and he was so funny, and nobody had ever heard of him before because he was brand new on the scene. But it turns out he'd become rather famous as a comedian. His name, this no name at the time, Jay Leno. And for the rest of the story, it wasn't more than a year ago that our oldest son, John, and Jay Leno uh, ran into each other. They're working on a project together, and John called that night and said, Dad, you wouldn't believe it. I met Jay Leno today. You know, world-famous comic, Jay Leno. And he said, Dad, he's so humble, and he's so down-to-earth, and he's just a regular guy. He doesn't think he's any better than anybody else. He's a warm-up act for, for the main performance, just like John the Baptist is the warm-up act for Jesus Christ. The analogy breaks down, of course, because Shanana didn't last, the band. But Jesus Christ does. The word endures forever. The timeless truth of the prophet cries out for all of God's people in all times, for us today. What are you living for? When it comes to the spotlights that are out there in the world are you living to get the spotlight on you, or are you attempting to shine that spotlight on something that's going to last longer, even forever? The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord remains forever. There's nothing wrong with fame. There's nothing wrong with popularity. There's nothing wrong with being a great leader. The world needs, the church needs great leaders, faithful leaders. But even leadership and fame and popularity are things that we can make idols of. And we can start to think that that's what we need in order to be content. And that's the lie. And that's what this part of John's gospel reminds us today. In John the Baptist's story, he knew who he was. He was a voice to point people to Jesus Christ, the warm-up act for the main event. And so are we. 
there's nothing wrong with with having gifts and, and letting our light shine. It's not about false humility. It's about a true humility uh, of realizing that I'm not here to get you to follow me. I'm here to point you to the one I follow because I love you and I want you to know him. John the Baptist said to his own followers, his own disciples, when he saw Jesus, when Jesus came to be came to the Jordan River to be baptized, John saw him and knew, and he said to his own disciples, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And in just that phrase, John's gospel is widening the scope of of the reach of this Jesus Christ. He isn't just here to be the Messiah for Israel. He's here to be the Messiah for all of us in all times and in all places. This God is pursuing you and is pursuing me, and is bringing the grace and the truth of Jesus Christ, the timeless word of God to us. Live for the things that endure forever, not the spotlights that burn out and fade away. But let your light shine by pointing people to the one whose word endures forever. It's a good word for us today. We'll see you again tomorrow. Please like, review, and share on whatever platform you're using that helps us get the word out. And join us for weekend worship. You can go to lutheranchurchofhope.org to find out how. We'll see you there. Oh,